Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Izenga. We were talking about the story up at KTAR News. Uh, it's KTAR.com. Uh, Arizona State Representative Matt Gress introducing a bill that would make several key changes to Arizona law and policies surrounding homeless solutions. We've been talking about that this morning. And Representative Gress was uh, nice enough to get on the horn with us and, and uh, help go over this bill with us. Representative Gress, pleasure to have you on the program. We, you know, we talked, we opened the uh, the entire segment talking about the zone and how that was b- broken up. Do you feel, uh, Representative Gress, do you feel like the zone is just, it does like spread people around is the way it feels now? Well, good afternoon. And I think that is what has happened is that you've kind of dispersed the tragedy and misery that people living out on the streets are um, experiencing. And I think it's actually making it a little bit more difficult to get your arms around uh, around the situation. There are people who have started to create encampments in uh, North Scottsdale on state trust land. You've seen people start um, you know, putting tents along the canals or around um, you know, bridges or overpasses or on-ramps or off-ramps. And that's exactly the opposite of what we should be doing when it comes to getting the help that these individuals need. We outlined your six-point plan that you have here with HB 2782. Why do you propose what you proposed here? Like, can, can you give us a few sentences on what led up to all of this for you? Constituents in my district uh, reached out to me last summer in response to what the city of Scottsdale was doing at a hotel that was open to the general public. They were uh, reserving 10 rooms to house individuals who are homeless, people from the living in the zone, and foreign nationals who would have otherwise been deported um, under the now expired Title 42. And so I started to dig in and and talk to the city of Scottsdale and just became very concerned that this program was not helping people. It was warehousing people and not getting the help that they need and deserve. So I've had a number of different meetings and stakeholder meetings. We had something in September where hundreds of people showed up to get a better sense of what we should be doing when it comes to helping people who are homeless. And it really all circles around accountability, accountability for the cities and towns, accountability for the, you know, the social service providers that um, these cities and towns work with, and also accountability for the people who are living on the streets, that, uh, that there are expectations around, you know, getting sober or, um, you know, looking for a job or finishing your education. We need to step up. And, and meet these individuals, um, but we can't make excuses and allow people to continue to live in tragedy and misery. It's unacceptable. One thing that Chris and I keep coming back to, though, is what do you do with the multitude of people out there who don't want to get help or are so addicted that they don't know that they even need help, Representative Gress? That is a that is certainly a challenge, um, and I think that puts it mildly. We, <laughs> it it is. It, you know, uh, last summer Arizonans were polled on uh, top issues of concern to them, and nearly eighty percent of Arizonans said that homelessness is bad and it's getting worse. And when you look at um, the root causes, these same Arizona voters said um, mental illness 
substance abuse, addiction, and housing. But substance abuse uh, and mental illness comprise the majority of why people think uh, uh, those who are living on the streets are in their condition. And I've always said that living on the streets is a symptom of other major problems, trauma in their lives, and addiction is one of them. You have to, you have to couple social services with law enforcement. There, there must be consequences that come along with doing drugs. It's illegal. So let's try to find you help through the community courts, diversion programs, but to just let people stay where they are, living outdoors, doing drugs, like what we saw in the zone, is a recipe for disaster. Are there places still, Representative Gress, are there still facilities that are allowing drug use in the open? Because we were having trouble trying to think of one that would allow people to, to openly use drugs in front of them. A few weeks ago, uh, the subcommittee I chair um, discussed the sober living home fiasco, a $2 billion uh, fraudulent organized scheme where um, essentially it disproportionately impacted the Native American communities where they were housing people, billing Medicaid for lots of money and not providing any services. The Department of Health Services, which regulates sober living homes, gave testimony and showed us pictures of beer and other drug paraphernalia and drugs just open, out in the open in these common areas. There are bad actors uh, out there in these spaces who are tr- who purport to try to help people suffering from addiction or mental illness. This legislation is going to hold those individuals who have any formal or informal policies of drug use accountable. As far as you know, are there is there any place that has a formal uh, policy that allows for drug use? Is what you're giving me are examples of places that we know are are bad actors anyway that weren't providing services and they were letting people do whatever they want. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of some of the, the great services that are down by Cass the zone. Or the human downtown. services right. yeah. campus downtown. That, uh, yeah. That, that uh, as far as I know, they're not allowing that. So, I mean, are you, are you basically proposing, listen, if you are defrauding Medicaid and you're allowing for these things, then, then things are going to be worse or is it, is it a rampant problem that's happening in other places that we just don't know about? Well, it's certainly happening within the sober living space. And we have heard reports from the provider community that there are spaces that either turn the other way, look the other way, and, um, you know, allow drug usage to occur. Um, Some have masked this in the form of harm reduction. Um, You've seen this. These kinds of policies go in very terrible directions in San Francisco, for instance, where people were being provided kits, um, uh, harm reduction kits that included Um, a crack pipe, and some other things. And after they realized that was a terrible idea, of course, they started to roll back um, some of these really egregious and ridiculous policies. All we're saying is this is common sense. If you're a provider and you're helping those who are homeless, you cannot have any policies, formally or informally, that permit drug use on campus. It's pretty common sense. Absolutely (laughs) not. Are those places not liable for charges currently? I mean, your bill says, listen, yeah. if you're allowing it, then then you're going to be liable for charges. Are they not currently liable? Because that, that seems like an oversight, in my opinion. No, they're not. Um, and, wow. you know, huh. this this population being served is is a very challenging population to serve. 
Yeah. And people are going to have relapses. Um, there are going to be situations where um, people come in to the facility and they are uh, high. They're clearly under the influence. Um, and you don't want to just say you, you, you can't come in here because that's kind of counterintuitive. You want to try to wrap your arms around them, give them the support and the healing that they need. But at the same time, you can't allow someone who is actively going in and out and in and out. If, if you have a resident who's coming in and out 15 times a day, something's up. Something's not right. Having a handle on people coming in and dealing drugs to a very vulnerable population, we have to put an end to it, and there need to be policies against it. Um, that's one of the reasons why this bill, one of the central pieces, is that we're going to establish drug-free zones in these uh, areas where uh, people who are homeless are served, similar to the school drug-free zones. And they work. We've seen you know, drug sales, drug usage, all of that significantly be curtailed when we started seeing the drug, school drug-free zones back in the 1980s. This is an important step forward to protect a vulnerable population. Wanted to thank uh, Arizona State Representative Matt Gress for joining us today. Uh, Representative, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I look forward to the next opportunity that we have, and hopefully your bill gets some uh, gets some good conversation moving, and uh, and we see this move through the legislature. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Of course. Thanks Thank for you, having sir. me.